Welcome back to another edition of Hipster Baseball Podcast, HBP number 107. I'm Dorian, and on today's podcast, we sing with Neil Young about an old man from Canada, pretend to know a Daddy Yankee song at the World Baseball Classic, and share an incredible World Baseball Classic experience in Miami. But first, before we start singing, before we start breakdancing, before we start dancing some salsa, we have to have a drink. It loosens us up. We dance better. We feel better. We're funnier. We think, in my hand, I have a good beer called Old Man. It's a Hefeweizen from a local brewery in Miami-Dade County, the 305. It's called Bay 13 Brewery. Old Man from Bay 13 Brewery in Coral Gables, Florida. Am I going to start talking about the University of Miami college baseball team again? No, I'm not. I'm actually not going to talk about college baseball in this episode. By the way, I'm going to have a drink. Do you know Old Man? It's a song. It's a very famous song by a Canadian singer, Canadian-American, I guess, now because he has, he's like a dual citizen, Neil Young. I've known, I've known Neil Young. I've known the song Old Man. I don't know Neil Young. I've known the song Old Man for a long time. Originally, I thought that the song Old Man was by Bob Dylan. And I'm going to ask you, have you ever tried to listen or has anyone ever tried to turn you on to Bob Dylan music? Have you heard some of the lyrics? Like I, There's a song that he wrote in commemoration of the death, assassination, whatever you want to call it, the killing of John Lennon, the, obviously the famous, the, the famous musician from the Beatles. Have you heard some of the lyrics of that song? And other songs that I've heard of Bob Dylan don't make any sense with me. And I've told multiple people this who don't know each other. And almost the same answer is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to hear his stuff when he was young. <laughs> and I'm like, young? Dude, Bob Dylan was young 60 years ago. Like, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm not going to listen to any Bob Dylan music. But thankfully, I do listen to a Neil Young song, which is old man. I don't know really know any other Neil Young song. <laughs> Neil Young? He is, he is now an old man. And he was originally he's originally from Toronto, Canada. And I hope that Neil Young is I don't know what Neil Young does. Maybe he has a drink, maybe he does other things, maybe he just does yoga. But I hope he's cheering for Freddie Freeman and Team Canada at the World Baseball Classic. And the song Old Men has always struck me because I always find that young men, men young men in their early twenties. They love this song. Most men actually love this song, but it, it's very poignant for young men because they're always talking about, oh, this song reminds me of my grandfather. This song reminds me of my dad. This song reminds me of whatever. And normally, it's like violent songs or sad songs that really resonate with men. Why? I have absolutely no idea. But what I do know is I'm going to have another drink. I love Hefeweizen. The song Old Man, you can YouTube it. That is not going to be anybody's walk-up song ever. <laughs> it's slow. It's very sad, but it just resonates with you. Who has a good walk-up song? I don't know. I really, off the top of my head, I don't know, and it doesn't matter right now. But what does matter is the World Baseball Classic. And speaking of Canada, have you seen some of the wacky scores that Team Canada has had in the World Baseball Classic, Canada beat down Great Britain 18 to 8. 
Then they turn around and lose and get beaten down by the U.S. 12 to 1. And then today, they beat Colombia 5 nothing. <laughs> what is going on with, with Team Canada, the World Baseball Classic? They're either beating people up or they're getting pummeled. They almost sound like a bully. You know, bullies either try to, when when you stand up to bullies, you beat them up. Are Canadians really bully? What what kind of silly thing is that? You know Canadians are bullies. Anyways, I don't know what the heck is going on with Team Canada. I don't know if they're going to win the win the World Baseball Classic. But right now, as of today, the 14th of March, they have destiny in their hands, much like I have a beer in my hand, much like you have maybe a drink in your hand as well. But what I will show you, what I will share with you, the beer in my hand will be on social media. I'm going to put a picture of what I drink like I do every single episode on Instagram. Our account on Instagram is Hipster Baseball Podcast, as well as Twitter, HBP4040. I'm going to have a drink. And guess where they definitely were not playing Neil Young? In the group of death, also known as Pool D in Miami of the World Baseball Classic. In Pool D, you have Puerto Rico. The Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Nicaragua, and Israel. Your host here had the pleasure to attend the Saturday, March 11th game between Nicaragua and Puerto Rico at Lone Depot Park in the 305 in Miami. And I want to share some of that with you. What about Chinese Taipei versus Italy? Look, man, that game was played in Taiwan. And frankly, at 2.30 in the morning, I'm asleep. They're obviously they're playing in Group A and Group B in Taiwan, in Tokyo, Japan, but man, those games start like at five in the morning, and I'm asleep, man. Like the good thing is that the World Baseball Classic, if you live on the East Coast, you're waking up and you're like going through your routine of doing whatever it is that you do. And I know I called people who watch USA Today or not USA Today, whatever, one of these random television shows in the morning, psychopaths for the fir very first thing you think of is turn on the movie, on the movies, the TV. Everyone has their routine when you wake up. Eventually, I'm like, oh yeah, it's the World Baseball Classic. So surely there's a game going on. You turn the TV on and surely you see, oh my God, the Netherlands is playing Chinese Taipei, also known as Taiwan. Japan is playing Korea. Australia is playing Japan. So that was cool because you would... You would watch a couple of innings and you're like, okay, that's a great way to start the day with some really good baseball. Going back to Miami in non-5 a.m., 3 a.m. playoff times, the atmosphere for Puerto Rico versus Nicaragua was amazing. Normally, Lone Depot Park, where the Miami Marlins play, is never sold out because the Marlins are a terrible franchise not so much the players it's just the way it's run the rock starts from the top we'll get to that later there were massive lines to get into this to this game they were the ones that the, the lines were with snake around the barricades and i was in line and i overheard someone say these are disney lines which is for those of you who have either have gone as a kid to disney world in orlando or probably even in anaheim disneyland or you have to take your kids, your nephews, your grandkids, your next door neighbors. Somebody, for some reason, you've had to go to Disneyland or Disney World. You know the horrific experience of lines. Unless you have the Mickey Mouse VIP pass. But let me tell you right now, you're, you're goofy for paying for it. 
No, I'm joking. You're not goofy for paying for it. People will be like, I'm not going to stand in line for, for an hour and a half for some stupid ride at Disneyland or Disney World. That's what it felt like. But you know what? To the credit of the security team, whatever, those big lines were moving. We were moving. We were moving. We were getting in. We are getting in. And already you're hearing music, everyone having flags. Half the people are wearing Puerto Rican outfits, not outfits. What am I saying? Like jersey paraphernalia. The other half is wearing Nicaraguan paraphernalia flags and jerseys and hats. There were photo opportunities everywhere. And it was a beautiful day in Miami. And it's a shame that the Miami Marlins, who actually operate Lone Depot, don't open the roof. It was a perfect, and it wasn't like a crazy wind. It was like a nice breeze. Your typical nice spring breeze in Miami. It was, you could already tell, like, it, if you weren't excited for the game, just walking in made you excited. Everyone was happy. Everyone was smiling. You get to the game, the game starts, and every strikeout, roar of the crowd, a hit, roar of the crowd, a run, a roar of the crowd. Normally, when you're at a Major League Baseball game or in a Minor League Baseball game, or, wait for it, I lied, college baseball game, a strikeout, clap, a hit, clap, a run, yay, <laughs> but not at the World Baseball Classic because this is not a regular season. The World Baseball Classic, you have the teams, all 20 of them have to hit the ground running. This is knockout. This is not, like, I'm not going to get into it too much, but, like, Mark DeRosa, who's the manager of the, of the U.S. team for who's playing out in Phoenix, they lost a game and against Mexico, and they're like, "Well, you know, we've only had a like twenty some at bats, and we're gonna get into it." It's like, no, dude, you you aren't tapped into this energy that is the World Baseball Classic. This is the World Cup, but for baseball. And you're walking around, and you know me, I lo always loving it. I love having a drink during this recording, and I'm like. If you're going to have in Pool D all of these Latin-based teams, with the exception of Israel, in Miami that has a humongous Latin population, why don't we try to tailor our food and our drinks to it? I understand that Lone Depot probably has contractual obligations with their normal food vendors that's normally sell during their Miami Marlins games. But you know what? You know what I didn't see? I didn't see a Puerto Rican beer like Medalla. To their credit, the Lone Depot operators, whatever, they did sell a Nicaraguan lager called Doña, but they kept selling out. But there was plenty of beers like Big Kahuna and Presidente beer, which is Domin which is from the Dominican. But during the Puerto Rican-Nicaraguan game, nobody wanted to drink Presidente. People wanted to drink their Puerto Rican beer, which wasn't available like Medalla. And they kept selling out of Doña. The Nicaraguans kept drinking that their lager. In the lower bowl of Lone Depot, there's a Puerto Rican restaurant. Not a restaurant, but it's a Puerto Rican eatery, let's say, which was nice. I didn't see anything that catered towards Nicaraguans, which is, again, a lost opportunity. Not just for the World Baseball Classic, but also for the Miami Marlins and saying, hey, come watch us. We're putting a good product on the field and we're going to fill your belly with delicious stuff from your home country, wherever you're from, especially if you're Latin. During the game, the Puerto Ricans had their the, the Puerto Rican fans had their tambourines. Every single song was like a reggaeton song. Every single one was in Spanish. After like 
20 minutes, you realized they aren't going to play any song in English. This is not your, the World Baseball Classic, at least in Pool D in Miami, is not a normal, air quotes, Major League Baseball game. You're not there saying, dun 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 charge and da 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 no it was everything was like daka 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 it was so it was so much fun and i'm gonna tell you right now i don't even like reggaeton music but it was so awesome people were just dancing in their seats in the aisles in the concourse every every walk-up song was a song in spanish with like it had beat that had drums, that had just fun. It was just an infectious crowd that people wanted to. I mean, a strikeout in the top of the second inning was like a 747 jet. It was unbelievable. People were banging against the seats, the tambourines yelling at the top of their lungs. And it was this went on throughout the whole game. But going but beyond the atmosphere. The actual game, after an after two innings, maybe one to two max, you did realize a difference in quality between Puerto Rico and Nicaragua. Because Puerto Rico has so many Major League Baseball players on their team. It's not just players. You had their leadoff hitter, Francisco Lindor, who was a menace throughout the whole game. The guy, he was on base. He was prov- he was providing energy. He was not. He wasn't the only one. I mean, there were everyone in Puerto Rico was tapped into that into that energy. Ultimately, Nicaragua hung with Puerto Rico. Puerto Nicaragua has two players currently on Major League Race uh, rosters. Everyone else is either in the minor leagues or used to be in the minor leagues. So after about five innings, that's when Puerto Rico started pulling away. And Puerto Rico ultimately won nine to one, fair and square. But it just it, it didn't. The fact that they won an air quotes blowout doesn't really tell the difference because Puerto Rico pulled away for half of the game. But so half of the game it was very it was competitive and it was still fun. And even when Puerto Rico was pulling away and was a couple of runs away from the mercy the mercy rule because in the World Baseball Classic, if you're leading by more than ten runs, the game's over. It was still loads of fun. Speaking. Of Puerto Ricans in baseball. Do you know the. There's a singer. I actually didn't know his name. But I've heard his song. His name is Raul. R-A-U-W. Alejandro. He's a Puerto. Apparently he's a Puerto Rican. Reggaeton musician. Shockingly. And this guy. This past weekend. Exactly when Nicaragua. And Puerto Rico was playing. On the 11th of March. He sold out. I don't know. I don't even know what they call it anymore. The FTX arena, the Miami Dade arena. To me, it's still called the AAA. Basically, is where the Miami Heat play in downtown. The basketball team, the Miami Heat, they still play in downtown. This guy, Raul, Raul, I don't know, <laughs> whatever. We're going to call him, we're going to call him Mr. Alejandro. This dude sold out a 15,000 seat capacity show. And he sold it out so quickly that they were like, you know what? The Miami Dade arena, the AAA to me. They said, we're going to add another game, another game, another show on Sunday on March 12th. I mean, the fact that you and me and probably a lot of people who listen to the podcast have never heard of this Puerto Rican reggaeton singer called Raul Alejandro doesn't mean anything. Because how many of us have sold out an arena that seats 15,000 people 
two nights in a row. <laughs> are people are people willing to pay to watch you and me? Let's not let's be real. Update a spreadsheet. Is someone gonna pay to watch me take a phone call? <laughs> Heck no. But people want to go watch and dance to the music of Raúl Alejandro. I've only know one of his songs. It's called Todo de Ti, All of You, T-O-D-O-D-E-T-I. That's the only song I know. I was like, oh, this is an interesting song, like, I don't know, a year or so ago. Anyways, am I going to tell you that I went to his to his concert? No, but I'm just telling you, he's Puerto Rican. It was Miami the same weekend. I was super impressed. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that guy from that one song, and Homeboy sends, sells out the arena two nights in a row. That's crazy. Another guy you probably know, another Puerto Rican as well, Daddy Yankee. Did you know they made Daddy Yankee a global ambassador, whatever the heck that means, for the World Baseball Classic? And I know that he had a suite. He, he, he watched the Puerto Rico versus Venezuela game the night of Saturday, March 11th, from a suite. And he also threw out the first pitch for the same game. And apparently, nobody told me this. There's a song, the World Baseball Classic actually has an official song, just like the World Cup. But the last, the only World Cup song that I remember is the Waka 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 song by Shakira. I think that was during the 2010 South Africa World Cup. I have no idea what the official song was in 2014, 2018. And this last one in, um, where was it? In Kuwait or Dubai, wherever the heck this last World Cup was. The World Baseball Classic, they're like, hey, we want to do the same thing that football, soccer, does with an official song so they said daddy yankee you need to come up with another hit and he's apparently a co-producer of the official world baseball classic song called chispa <laughs> he co-produced it with some people i have no idea who they are named play in skills play in skills it almost seems like we're like back in middle schools why, why would anyone start you still continue to use n as a substitute for ant. This isn't an English podcast. English pod. This isn't a grammar podcast. This is a drinking, having fun, and talking about baseball sometimes podcast. I'm going to have a drink, and so should you. So if you haven't heard of Chispa, like I haven't, just like you, after this podcast, I am going to actually go on on YouTube. Could I have gone on YouTube and looked up Chispa for the World Baseball Classic song? Yeah, but I'm like, it's probably... Okay, it's probably an okay song, so I was like, I'll I'll listen to it later. <laughs> I've never heard of it. I'm pretty sure you've never heard of it. And look, have you heard of any of the players on Team Nicaragua or Team Israel? I'll give you a couple of examples. You've probably heard of a couple of players on Team Israel. Team Nicaragua, there's Erasmo Ramirez, Ramirez, who's a pitcher with the Washington Nationals. He's on Team Nicaragua. Team Israel has Garrett Stubbs, who's a catcher for the Philadelphia Phillies, but he just got injured, so I don't know if he's going to continue to play in the World Baseball Classic. Team Israel also has Dean Kramer, who's a pitcher for the very, I'm very excited, the Baltimore Orioles. They're going to be an awesome team this year. I'm not going to say, I'm not saying that they're going to, Baltimore Orioles are going to win the World Series, but they're going to be a very exciting team, and I'm all about making baseball exciting. So Dean Kramer, Team Israel, we'll see your host here. Also, went to another game in Miami in Lone Depot Park, Israel versus Nicaragua on Sunday, March 12th. Here's a pop question. Here's a pop quiz. What are Team Israel's colors? White and blue. What is Team Nicaragua's colors? White and blue. 
<laughs> in no way, being at the stadium or even going up to the stadium, were you were you going to know who was supporting who? <laughs> the only difference you could tell is if someone, not someone, because only men, only if the man a man was wearing a yarmulke, which is obviously denotes that you are of the Jewish faith. <laughs> It was a sea of blue on Sunday. <laughs> sea of blue and white. Let me let, let, let's make that clear. But I'm going to be even more detailed here. It was a sea of blue and of blue and Nicaraguan white because there was a hardly hardly a yarmulke at sight. The stadium Lone Depot going from like the amazing just like let me just just inject me with that amazing energy. It was, it was, the, the Puerto Rico-Nicaragua game was frankly better than a Major League Baseball playoff game. I'm telling you straight out. If you don't believe me, go listen to other podcasts. Watch some of the games. Go to the games if you're able to, if you're going to be in Miami. I'm not, I can't speak for Phoenix. I've heard that the Team Mexico fans have been out of this world. But I'm just talking about in this podcast, Pool D and in Miami. For this, for the Team Israel-Team Nicaragua game. The, it, the stadium was half full and it was overwhelmingly Nicaraguan supporters. No joke. Hand on my heart. I think about 90, maybe 80, but almost certain 90% of the fans in the stadium were for Team Nicaragua. And they were like 10, 15% with Israeli flags for Team Israel. And you know what? I was disappointed I genuinely thought that Team Israel would have a lot more fans. Because if you don't know the geography and history of South Florida, there are so many Jews in South Florida. And I thought a lot of people who are Jewish would come out and support Team Israel just for the sake of supporting Team Israel. Coming down from Boca Raton, coming over from Miami Beach, etc., etc., etc. And I was like... What the heck is going on here? It's Sunday. And even if you're an Orthodox Jew, then that's obviously on Saturday. It's Sunday, so you can still get in your car, come in, and watch a game. It was disappointing. But the Nicaraguan fans brought the fun. They brought that same energy, that same atmosphere from the previous day when they lost against Israel, against, Israel, against Puerto Rico. They still brought it. The Israeli fans weren't able to bring it because there just wasn't enough... <laughs> Enough of them. <laughs> and another famous Team Israel player, Jock Peterson. He plays center field for Israel. But I couldn't see if he was actually wearing pearls like he did back in 2021 when he was playing with, a, with the Atlanta Braves and they won the World Series. But anyways, back to World Baseball Classic. The atmosphere. What was the atmosphere? Like I just said, the Nicaraguan fans came with that same energy, same excitement, same fun, banging against seats. Yelling every single strikeout. Every hit was like a home run. Every strikeout was like a grand slam. It was fantastic. But I think the stadium operators or whatever the heck they're called, the MCs, the DJs, whatever, they knew that this wasn't a to this was not a total Latin crowd. And so immediately you found you 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 felt and you heard the music they were playing was more music you would traditionally listen to at a major league baseball game or a minor league baseball game or a college baseball game <laughs> there was obviously some spanish music they played for the nicaraguan players for their 
their their walk up songs or just randomly in between innings. And of course, they again ran out of Tonya beer, which is the Nicaraguan lager. <laughs> and of course, there was plenty of Presidente beer, which is the Dominican beer, which if look, if you're hosting a Nicaraguan team, if you're hosting an Israeli team, you want to sell things that cater to that fan base. And Lone Depot Park doesn't give a crap, let's be honest. But what happened with the game? Israel could not score. They could not score against the Nicaraguan pitchers for seven innings. And by the way, all the pitchers that Nicaragua used for the first seven innings, not one of them have has ever played in the in the majors. Nicaragua had, they hit a, what was it? I think they hit a home run. They hit a home run, whatever. The point is that at the bottom of the eighth, Nicaragua was up one to nothing. And I was telling you earlier that you that you could tell some of the Jewish Jewish fans or Team Israel fans with the yarmulkes. Another th- another good good giveaway of who was there. The handful of people that were actually supporting Team Israel, Team Israel, some of them didn't have any like Team Israel hats or paraphernalia. They just showed up with New York Yankees paraphernalia. <laughs> so they showed up with New York. Yankees paraphernalia, obviously, because, you know, a lot of uh, people from Jewish faith in the New York area, et cetera, et cetera. But the bottom of the eighth, Nicaragua was up one to nothing. And then Team Israel fans had an existential crisis. Why? Why? Why in the world would Team Israel fans have an existential crisis in the bottom of the eighth inning in some random place of the world called Miami in the biggest stage, the World Baseball Classic, against a team like Nicaragua. Because out of the bullpen comes a relief pitcher, Jonathan Loisiga. Jonathan Loisiga, if you don't know, he is arguably one of the better relief pitchers in all of Major League Baseball. And Jonathan happens to pitch for the New York Yankees. (laughs) Number 43. The Nicaragua manager said, Nicaragua's up one nothing. We're going to call upon our best, not the best pitcher, the best player, who happens to be a star with the New York Yankees. We're going to bring him in. He's going to, he's going to have a two-inning save. Shut it down. Loisiga, bring us home, baby. In the bottom of the eighth, Loisiga has a bunch of balls fouled off by the Team Israel batters. He's giving up hits, little bloopers. Nothing hard, just bloopers here and there. Long story short, Loisiga ends up giving up three, not one, not two, three runs to Team Israel. And ladies and gentlemen, that's all she wrote. It's over. Team Israel ended up coming back from behind and winning three to one. It was, I was like, what did I just see? What? You're telling me that a bunch of pitchers who have never played in Major League Baseball shut down. Team Israel that has a handful of very good Major League Baseball batters. And one of the best relievers in the world comes in. And he's the one that gives up three runs. That's competition for you. It blew my mind. I was like, wow. Nevertheless, the shock shock wore off. I'm sure Loisiga is sad and all that. But it was overall as a fan of baseball, it was an amazing experience. Team Israel won. Congratulations to them. And after the game, 
you go out to the concourse and you hear this amazing music. And apparently Lone Depot had hired some band from Nicaragua and they're playing all of this amazingly fun music. It, and the, out, the outside of the stadium is absolutely jam-packed with, again, all these Nicaraguan fans like dancing and yelling and screaming and having a good time. Like there's not nothing violent about it. It was just such a good time. And there were smatterings here and there of some uh, Team Israel fans as well also dancing. And I'm like, I, I look to my friend and I'm like, if baseball, if normal regular season games were half of this, not even half this fun, but more or less like this fun, baseball would be so much more popular. It was such a fun atmosphere because I feel like when I'm at a Major League Baseball game, it's almost like the audio team. I don't even know what to call them. The, the hype team, the, the music team. They're the ones that try to get you to get your butt out of the seat to yell and scream and like, yay, whatever. And you know this happens at all teams. Like in, in National Football League, you have the cheerleaders. In Major League Baseball, you have those random people, those young men and women that's, that's, that stand on top of the dugouts and they're throwing out like triple XL t-shirts to people. It's like, dude, I can afford a shirt. I don't need that ugly shirt. And trying to like hype you up. It's like, but in the World Baseball Classic, in the two, in the two games that I was there in person and some of the handful of games that I saw coming over at 3 a.m. from Tokyo and Taiwan, it's much more organic. That ambiance where in Asia, especially the Japanese fans, it's organized songs, it's organized chants, it's it's still fun. It's a different atmosphere. I think it's a it's a great it's again, I'm only looking at it on television because I'm not in Tokyo and I'm not in Taiwan, but you can tell that the support, the atmosphere is much more organic versus in even in the National Basketball Association, the NBA, it's like they're playing nonstop, just just blasting you with a wall of sound and you're like and it's almost like you look we need you guys to make some noise, make some noise. No, like let the people make noise on their own. And I think that really is the difference between going to a major league baseball game where they try to manufacture an atmosphere and noise and a world baseball classic game where this is a do, this is really in competitive sports term. Obviously, this, we're talking about, we're not talking about life, we're talking about competitive sports. It's a do or die situation. This, you aren't Atlanta going up to Pittsburgh and like, oh, we just dropped the first game of a three-game series, so we'll be fine. This is the World Baseball Classic. Like, you have four games, and if you get swept, you're out. Look at the U.S. They, they ended up getting upset by Mexico, by Team Mexico. Team Mexico whooped Team USA's booty because Team USA, as talented as those batters are, they still have that mindset of, Oh, you know, we, these you have Team USA players are like marathon runners. They're like, look, we're, we'll be fine. We'll be fine because yeah, we we got upset. No big deal. It is a big deal. This is a this is a knockout competition. This is the playoffs already. Like this is not spring training. This is not June in your in the regular season. This is not August and September. This is the playoffs, and that's what kind of irked me about the team. Some of the Team USA players like, we'll be fine. No, you're not. You can easily embarrass yourself and American baseball. I'm losing my train of thought. My point is that that's, in my experience at the World Baseball Classic, the last two games, or the two games I, I went in person, that's a difference. Organic, knowing that this is so important to win the championship of all national baseball teams versus 
a regular season game or even a even a playoff game because let's be let's be let's be frank there's a lot of playoff games that are really boring and not fun you know what's really fun traveling if you're going to Tokyo to see the knockout rounds traveling if you have a chance to go to Miami and this is where our show sponsor comes in Transworld Airways TWA we're leading the way TWA presents the difference between getting to where you're going and leading the way. Leading the way, TWA. We're proud to have you fly with us. Relax, we'll make your day. Leading the way, TWA. Taking that extra step to make flying the best it can be. That's what makes TWA one tough act to follow. Leading the way, TWA. Look, I'm not going to tell you if I have or if I have not ever flown on TWA, but I'm telling you that they're a show sponsor for a reason. And if you're going to the world, if you're going to be in Miami where the, the quarterfinals or the semifinals and the final are going to be of the World Baseball Classic, get your booty on TWA, okay? I want to talk about a little bit about the business of baseball and how much money, because that's all the owners think about, they're going to lose in concession games once the regular season starts in Major League Baseball. Remember, I want you to know that in the World Baseball Classic, they're not using the new Major League Baseball rules yet, because in the, in Major League Baseball in this new season, they're gonna we're gonna have a pitch clock, they're gonna have bigger bases, and no more defensive shifts. That doesn't exist in the World Baseball Classic, and I frankly I hope that that doesn't, because the World Baseball Classic games, even though they take your normal three hours, they the time flies by. It absolutely flies by. I don't care if you're watching it on television or in person. You notice it because there's action and it's fun for the most part, for, for most of the teams, most of the games. But once the, once the World Baseball Classic is over and we get into the, major league, into the Major League Baseball regular season, all of these new rules for Major League Baseball, again, the pitch clock to make sure that people aren't taking forever to throw a pitch, the bigger bases to encourage seal, stealing, more action during the game, and no defensive shifts to, again, encourage more hits, which, again, means more action. There's going to be, the whole point of that is to shave time from having this be over three hours to less than three hours. But for you as the fan, that means if you go to a game in the stadium, there's less time for you to use the restroom. There's less time for you to be wandering around and looking for the perfect Hebrew national hot dog. There's less time for you to be standing in line for the, the hot new concession or for a drink, a cocktail, a beer. And by the way, it <laughs> every time I'm invited to a barbecue or if I host a barbecue, I always, always bring Hebrew national hot dogs. Not just for, I don't look, by the way, I'm a generous person. Okay. I'm here to share. I don't bring one or two Hebrew national hot dog like in a Ziploc bag. I bring a pack or two packs full because I want everyone else to show. Because if I'm going to eat a hot dog, I have to make sure that it's clean and delicious. Okay? That's the only reason. Not, I don't, I'm not eating Hebrew National hot dogs and any other day except if there's a barbecue. And for any other reason because I know that it's been blessed by some rabbi or I, I don't know. Or they did the correct way to, to kill the pig. I have no idea. Why am I talking about hot dogs and barbecues? Concession stands. Yes, food. Anyways, so the new the new rules for Major League Baseball is to have higher scores, more action. And I'm going to talk about it. And I also want to share with you, but the concession stand over at Lone Depot Park, 
because the food was the food was okay what they were sharing but i again i was like why aren't you having i don't know like mediterranean israeli food on offer why aren't you having nicaraguan central american food on offer and also the team store for the marlins where they were where they were selling world baseball classic stuff the stores were selling paraphernalia of teams that weren't even in miami like japan by the way, Japan is, pro- I predict that Japan is probably going to win the World Baseball Classic. But Japan isn't playing in Miami yet if they get to the semifinals. If you try to find something from a team that's actually playing in the U.S. or even in the Pool D in Miami, like, let's say, Nicaragua, Great Britain, Colombia, nothing. Not in, I think they have three team stores in, or two or three team stores at Lone Depot Park nothing about Colombia, nothing about Great Britain, nothing about Nicaragua. And I think they had like one t-shirt for Team Israel. World Baseball Classic, not owners, but whoever the heck runs it, again, let's tailor our food and our concession, concession options and paraphernalia to the people, the teams that are actually playing in that city. And after the experience of these last two games when I went to go see on Sunday and Saturday, Puerto Rico, Nicaragua, Nicaragua, Israel. And I'm thinking, how have the Marlins completely pooped their opportunity to tap into this amazing fan base in, in Miami in particular and South Florida in general? I place the blame, and I've said this before, solely on the shoulders of the Miami Marlins owner, Bruce Sherman. He screwed it up. One, he continues to screw it up. He hired Derek Jeter, gave him a massive contract, and people were like, "Oh well, Derek Jeter's an owner." No, 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 no. no. Let pump the brakes. Derek Jeter's not an owner. Derek Jeter put in five million dollars of, of his own team, of his own money. For you and me, five million dollars is a lot of money. If you're a wealthy person, five million dollars is nothing. It, it, it's nothing. Derek Jeter was a minor, he probably still is a minority owner. And Derek Jeter, Jeter as the president of the Miami Marlins, when he was there before Bruce Sherman fired him, he wanted to make the Miami Marlins the New York Yankees of the South. Derek Jeter is from the Midwest. I think he's from Michigan. His personality, he's mostly silent, he's stoic. And also he played for the most pent-up, stuffy team in all of Major League Baseball, the New York Yankees. Derek Jeter was a fantastic player i'm not taking that away from him but his mindset and his background was so wrong for the miami market it was the wrong guy for the job bruce sherman didn't fire Derek jeter as president of the club because he was the wrong person and tried to make the marlins the yankees of the south bruce sherman fired Derek jeter because Derek jeter actually wanted to spend like the new york yankees and bruce sherman was like whoa 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 hey 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 Let's not get crazy here, okay? I own this team to save money and to pocket the money from sh- revenue sharing. I don't own this team to actually invest in it. Bruce Sherman, Derek Jeter, and most of those other people at the top don't and haven't understood the culture in Miami. And just like I had told, I, I turned to my friend on Sunday, and and I and, and again, I repeating of, imagine if Major League Baseball regular season games were something as fun as this. Imagine also, imagine if the Miami Marlins treated their regular season and their team like the World Baseball Classic. I understand you can't do that for 81 games, 
but you can make a better atmosphere and not the fake generated one where your DJ is playing at volume 130 and you're having young, attractive men and young, attractive women throwing t-shirts into the crowd and telling you to pump up and get up for the third inning and the seventh inning. I'm not talking about that garbage. I don't like that artificial crap. Tap in and know who your fan base is. If you in Miami, the fan base expects a certain environment, a certain atmosphere. Help help cultivate that. And it's, again, I keep saying this, and I've said this for years now on this podcast, the Miami Marlins are a joke franchise. And it sucks because they would have such a massive, fun fan base in South Florida, but they haven't. Are we talking about the World Baseball Classic here or the Miami Marlins or am I hating on people? I'm not doing any of those things right now because I'm going to have a drink. And after a couple of swigs of delicious, uh, what is this, Hefeweizen from Coral Gables, there's there's nothing but love in my heart, especially to our loyal listeners who listen to us every single week, every single episode. And we I, I want to welcome new listeners as well. By the way, people, this is this week, I... The HPV bullpen is not here, so I have absolutely no idea how to pronounce any of these names. <laughs> but I'm still going to thank listen, new listeners from the Netherlands. Hofdrop, Hofdorp, <laughs> Netherlands, Shaidam, Shidam, Shaidam, Netherlands, Kuwait City, a new listener from the Philippines, Apalit, Philippines. And of course, Taiwan. I mean, who doesn't like to wake up at 5 a.m. to watch baseball? New Taipei, Taiwan. And I love cats. I think you like cats as well. There's a, someone from Garfield. I have no idea if this is in New Jersey. I have no idea if it's in Utah. I have no idea if it's in Colorado. But I know that I want to thank the new listener from Garfield somewhere in the U.S. A new listener from South Korea. And by the way, I can't believe South Korea didn't advance in the World Baseball Classic. They just underperformed. And they're not going to the knockouts, which is really shocking because I thought they were going to come out of Group A or Group B from with Japan. But anyways, Busanjin Gu. Busanjin Gu. Busanjin Gu, South Korea. I said that three times and I'm sure every single time I said it worse and worse and worse. <laughs> A new listener from Dunmore, Pennsylvania. Speaking of Japan, Team Samurai Japan. Do you know that? I'm not, that's actually not a joke. The, the Japanese team in the World Baseball Classic is called Samurai Japan. Ayocho Japan. Ayocho. All right. Anyways, someone from Japan, someone from Terbon, Canada, Terbone, Canada for the Anglophiles. And lastly, some wonderful person from a charming city. I've never heard of this town called Appleton, Wisconsin. Thank you all. Always listening. Enjoying all this with me. I do want to let you know that I will be taking a spring break. So I'll be gone for the next few weeks. But rest assured, I'm going to come back at the end of the month to talk about drinks, to talk about baseball, to talk about music, to talk about films, frankly, just basically to drink with you guys. Thanks for listening. We're going to get together at the end of the month. Next time, I'll bring you a brand new episode of HPP, the Hipster Baseball Podcast. Bye.